Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and my guests today include Master Sergeant Aaron Rustling and uh, Mr. Anthony Housie, who is in the Camp Ripley Public Affairs Office. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Master Sergeant Rustling, we're going to start with you because you've just returned from, uh, shall I say, several stints overseas? <laughs> I would assume that would be the correct way of saying it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was deployed with the uh, one of the 194 out of Brainerd here, headquartered. Um, and, yeah, it was a task force. We had a couple companies from our sister battalion, 2136, I came with. So. so where were you? What did you do? Well, we were primary stationed in Kuwait uh, as just a response force for the area. Um, and then as a response force, that that did happen. Uh, I was, went from Egypt uh, into securing the Kabul airport at HKIA wow. in Afghanistan. So. Wow. And then back to Egypt again? And then back to Egypt, yeah. We were doing a military exercise with the Egyptian military, and the Jordanians were there, and um, I think there was 19 different countries that partook in that uh, Bright Star 2021 exercise. Interesting. Yep. I mean, we had, uh, I think at one point we were operating in five different countries between Jordan, Egypt, Kuwait, uh, Syria, and Afghanistan. Is that unusual to be in that many countries on... I would say, yeah, the predecessors to us, um, they were they were in three. Um, so we had the ability to expand a little bit more. And then, you know, as uh, the desire for troops needed, uh, we flexed over. And we had some in Saudi Arabia at the same time as well. So, uh-huh. so let's talk a little bit about returning. Uh, and not just the weather, which has to be drastically different. <laughs> yes, it was. But, uh, I mean, for all soldiers that are deployed for any length of time, returning home... Uh, Takes some adjustment, doesn't it? It is. I mean, you know, just anybody that's been deployed, they understand that, you know, your food is provided. You don't have to do laundry unless you want to. There's a service provided for you. So those things that we call the bachelor's life, if you will, you know, like mom's taking care of it for you. Um, Just having to do those things again and reintegrating with your loved ones and your spouse, you know, uh, what are the duties and responsibilities that they took over that you did um, that they're now in charge of and you come back and want to do it? You know, there's that uh, kind of the give and take on, okay, can I start taking the garbage out again? Yeah. Um, adjusting to, you know, a few other things change, you know, gas prices, the weather, the there's, I think I left, it was a buck sixty, and I came back and now we're <laughs> creeping on $4. So <laughs> I remember one of my deployments when I'd come back, uh, I came back to an iPhone. Like there was no such thing as anything more than a flip phone. And, you know, two years later, you come back, and now they have these smartphones. So, I mean, there's always every little thing that you don't really think about when you're living in it yeah. to where when you remove yourself from society for a while. But It's interesting that you talk about it, too. Uh, your spouse has to readjust as well as you. Correct. Yeah, their daily duties, you know, whether it's taking out the garbage or helping out, you know, bringing the kids to daycare, picking them up from, from school. So it's... Uh, we like to tell people to manage expectations. You know, we have these expectations on, I'm going to go back to being in charge. Well, maybe not. She was in charge for the last year. He was in charge for the last year. So uh, managing expectations is huge. And, and if you can, for what you think could happen, it might not. Um, and that's okay. Well, you've been deployed a number of times. Yep. So it's probably gotten a little easier for you. It is. Yeah. But... Uh, does the uh, military provide help for you guys when you first come back? Do they give you some tips on what to expect and what you know how to handle it? Yeah, and before we left, we did a lot of um, 
classroom style settings like, hey, when you get home, these are the expectations that you are going to set for yourself and try to reduce those and a lot of experience throughout the force. Um, that we were able to communicate to the younger soldiers. We do post one, post two, and post three events. So back in the day at 30, 60, 90, your family members can come. You discuss, like, what we saw, how we deal with it, um, military one source. Even outside of the military, there's a lot of organizations uh, to assist with the reintegration back into civilian and family life. Yeah. As a master sergeant, were you used to ordering people around? Yeah, it's it's come natural. Uh, I think now I'm I'm at uh, 15 years active duty. I've I've been in a total of 20. Uh, you know, in a few deployments, you start figuring out. Now I just uh, I prefer to manage people. I'll let the younger uh, NCOs yell at people. So yeah, it's more of a management style. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Uh, and how's it going for you so far? The reintegration is working just fine. Yeah, fantastic. Yep. It was great to get back with the kids and, you know, having done it before and managing those expectations, uh, it's been been fairly flawless. And I think now the technology has advanced to where, like, you can call home on a cell phone to where yeah. uh, first deployment was 2003 to 2004 and then from uh, 05 to 07. That was a two-year deployment and that was the coming out of an iPhone, you know, and that was Iraq. And so you just didn't have that instant communication back home and i think that is that's helped a lot of people yeah fascinating it is and uh when you get back now do you have other duties now do you have a regular job or uh school or something that you're uh nope i've well i've completed quite a bit of civilian education the way it is but i actually run the um brainerd armory i'm the ncic for the battalion full-time staff so i think there's somewhere around 33 uh full-time staff members for one of the 194 and yeah, and are you coming back to that position? That's something you did before you. Left? I am. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're going to get some new digs here, aren't you? A new facility. Yeah. They. Uh, we just. It was pretty nice to walk into a fresh office for the first time in my career. So yeah, well, that was nice. Tell our audience what's going on at the Armory because that's quite a remodeling. Yeah. So it was kind of an outdated facility, uh, and what they did was they they just did a batch. They call it and they come in and redo everything and make uh, make things. The biggest one is they call it the Benchmark Three or a B three facility. So they upgrade everything from the the water to uh, the lights to make it fall within like the state's requirements of of efficiency and a lot of things they did was the daylight adaptive and occupant dimmable lights um, the solar panel field efficiency they added um, the heat pumps to reduce the the output i think is 95 percent efficient hot water boiler right now and wow. there's a lot of facilities out there that don't meet that requirement um, so that's kind of big for us and it also allowed for better fitness center uh, and some classrooms that we've never had before um, that'll help with the reintegration classes itself yeah. so yeah and when you say they did this, is this designed by the military, the, the redesign? Gosh, I wish I know. Uh, I don't know if you have anything for that, Anthony. Yeah, it was a you know kind of a partnership. So funding-wise, it starts with the Department of Defense and goes through our state and, and, and whatnot. And then our facilities management office is contracted out. And, uh, you know, so they have a number of different contractors that they worked with for the project, and, and then everything came together. But it all kind of is managed under our facilities management office. Okay. Uh, will there be some kind of a open house for the public to come and see the new facilities now that they've been remodeled? Do you know? Yeah, absolutely. So the, 
the the unit is efforting uh, March 25th as a grand opening and, and you know an opportunity for uh, folks to come and see what the new uh, armory looks like. You know, armories have been used for so many things over the years. You yeah. know, dances and and uh, you know shows and events and things like that. So it's really a, a an, a landmark within the community. So having an upgrade like this is quite an achievement. No doubt. Yeah. I've been there for all of the above. Dances, weddings, <laughs> and uh, blood donation, I think, yeah, was the yeah, last yeah. time yeah. I was there. So The Ice Castle show was there. Right? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, for all the fishermen out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of key personnel coming, I think, throughout the community as well, um, between the city council members and um, the mayor as well. And I, there's some reps coming from the state down in the cities, so... Should be a good time. Yeah. Uh, how old was that facility? I mean, uh, before this remodel, does any either guys know? Uh, I don't know. I think the last remodel um, was late seventies, so uh, that was probably one of the original nineteen thirty armories. Nineteen thirties uh, was when a lot of the, the armories that we currently own go up, and we you know we still have. 61 different armories and communities throughout the state, and there a lot of them are from that era, and they've just been periodically updated as as we go along. Yeah. Well, it's a facility I know we'll all be proud of, too. And yeah. it's still open to the public to use for dances and blood drives and so on? Yeah, just coordinate with the facility manager, and uh, I know the gymnasium is, is open. And it's one heck of a gymnasium. I was in there this morning, and it was, that's, it was a lot different than what it used to be. It's beautiful. Really? Yeah, it was nice because being gone for the year, that's when they did the, uh, the the rebatch. So walking in was like, oh, this is this is nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it <laughs> and all the uh, improvements that have been made. Uh, meantime, uh, Tony, maybe we'll ask you uh, what's what's coming up at Camp Ripley here as we try and get to spring. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 walking, we're walking to spring, right? We're making our effort, but we will stay busy. Um, you know, we've had a very busy winter, uh, and we're going to start seeing a lot of out-of-state units come back. We'll, uh, of course, welcome the Norwegians at the end of this month. Uh, they'll be coming for the Norwegian Exchange, we'll, and we'll be sending a hundred Minnesota National Guard soldiers and airmen over to Norway. And uh, for those two weeks, we'll be uh, co-training and cooperating with uh, a lot of different things there. So that'll be exciting. Uh, internationally, we're also welcoming the Canadians down at the end of the month as well. They're going to do a big exercise down on Camp Ripley. So uh, the folks from Thunder Bay are going to come down. That'll be fun. And I know one of the highlights of the Norwegian exchange program is the, uh, what do I want to call it, the cultural exchange of meals and the, so on? Yeah, the cultural exchange. Yeah, we uh, we treat them to a real American red meat steak dinner with potatoes and everything, and, uh, and they treat us to almost every type of food that you can find in Norway. And it's uh, it's incredible. It's an incredible experience both, yeah. both ways. Have uh, have you been to this too, Master? I have not. Oh. No, I have yet to experience it. So, well, maybe this is the year. Anyway, maybe. yeah. Um, and then, uh, what else is going on at the camp here as as uh, spring tries to arrive? Uh, we'll be welcoming back the equipment uh, from the first battalion of, of the one ninety fourth. Well, there'll be a number of trains coming in, so we can offload their equipment and uh, get them uh, refitted and back out to training again. I know they're excited to get their tanks and Bradleys and all that other equipment back and. Uh, so we'll get them rolling, and then um, yeah, we'll kick off spring with uh, I'm sure with a boom. There'll, there'll be a, there'll <laughs> be a couple Literally. of artillery Literally. units, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, um, 
you know, we just talk about spring, but is it a busy summer planned already? Lots of training. Uh, it, we'll be seeing planes and hearing the artillery. Yeah, uh, we'll be seeing a lot of activity uh, vehicle-wise. Uh, as far as on base, uh, you know, we can handle about uh, 8,000 personnel. That's what we have beds for, and it's going to be standing wow. room only. Really? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a busy summer. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of movement, a lot of out-of-state units. So, uh, you know, you'll see them on the highways. You'll see them, you know, coming across uh, from different areas. And just just be patient of the larger vehicles and and everything. And then, uh, yeah, they'll be doing their training and then heading home. Speaks to the uh, facility itself, though. It's a great place to train, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's a hidden gem, um, especially for the Midwest. There's not a lot of training areas, uh, not a lot of uh, user-friendly, uh, multi-use training areas. So Camp Ripley is a great resource for a lot of uh, different organizations, state partners, military, law enforcement throughout the whole Midwest. Wow. Well, we'll look forward to another busy summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll look forward to that March 25th and the open house at the uh, at the all-new Armory, remodeled and uh, looking pretty spiffy. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you for being here today. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thank you for your service, too. Yes, sir. And welcome home. Thanks. All right. Our guests today, uh, Master Sergeant Aaron Rustling, uh, who is in the 194th Armor uh, Division here in Brainerd, and uh, Mr. Anthony Housie, who is in the Public Affairs Office at Camp Ripley. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.